Hey folks, before we get started on today's podcast, I just wanted to make sure you're aware of the Mandarin Insights newsletter. It is a pillar of what we do here at Mandarin Blueprint, and if you are not receiving it in your inbox, then you're missing out. It comes out on a regular basis, it's free now, and it always will be. Just head over to mandarinblueprint.com newsletter to sign up. Now, enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, episode 199. So, got a small selection of really cool emails and messages from you guys as usual. And the first message I wanted to talk about is one from Victor, a Mandarin Blueprint member, who mentioned ChatGPT. Now, I know this is like the thing now, right? Everyone's talking about ChatGPT, and they've recently released uh, GPT-4, which is apparently a lot more powerful. And I have tried it out, and there are some definite potential ways we can use ChatGPT to improve our language learning journey, make it easier, more fun, more convenient. So this is Victor commenting on a dialogue, or I believe it's like an article about Jingju Beijing Opera that has been unlocked at this point in the course. And we have over a hundred of these, and it's a way of getting you comprehensible input, as well as like 15,000 sentences uh, with male and female studio quality audio. And Victor commented this, I got to this lesson when ChatGPT4 just came out and I've been using ChatGPT 3.5 Turbo for a few weeks. ChatGPT is a very powerful language learning companion. That's a very important word. We'll come back to that in a bit. To give a taste of what it's capable of, I tried the following prompt. Please act as a Mandarin tutor and explain the following Chinese passages to me with focus on generating a key vocab list and explaining grammar points, as well as providing pinyin and English translation. So he copied and pasted the Chinese in, and then ChatGPT, as you can see here, gave a very comprehensive list of all of the vocabulary used, the key vocabulary, explained some key grammar points, uh, also provided pinyin, which is really helpful, and an English translation. And then Victor goes on and says, and with ChatGPT being a chat experience, you can continue the dialogue by asking for examples of how to use a phrase in sentences. So that's the key thing about this that makes it different or perhaps even better in some ways than say Google, is it remembers what you were talking about. It's an actual conversation. So you can ask questions in relation to what you've previously asked or previous rules that you've set for the conversation. So another prompt, Please give me five examples showing how to use this phrase. So this is Chinese traditional culture, uh, in the context of spoken Chinese. So that's really good. So Victor has definitely got the hang of this because the key thing about ChatGPT and AI in general is the prompts. That's the power of it. So if you give it terrible prompts, you're going to get like very vague or uh, unclear prompts. You're going to get very vague and not very good answers. But these, these questions, these prompts are really good. So here's the reply to that. Sure, here are five examples of how to use the phrase in the context of spoken Chinese. So as far as I can tell, all these sentences are accurate, right? They're, there's no mistakes. In fact, I tried out DeepL, which was previously my favorite translator. So I, I, I took a phrase, just something that I wanted to say in Chinese, just an English phrase, and said, translate this. It was quite complex uh, grammar as well. And I looked at DeepL versus ChatGPT4, and I must say the ChatGPT4 translation was better. It was more accurate and much more in the way that someone would actually speak. So that's the comment from Victor on this. I think the real strength, or one of the key strengths of GPT4 that I can see is the idea of giving 
accurate example sentences or even dialogues and content. Now it's all written, it's, there's no audio with it, but there's other AI tools you can actually use to get pretty good audio. So you can just upload a text. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a Chinese version of that, but I know they do this for English for sure. You can just upload text and it will give you a pretty nice sounding, real sounding audio to go with it. So that's a possibility, you know, just getting more content. And of course, quick lookups for grammar explanations. Can you explain this particular word, uh, how it's used? And, and the best way to do that is say, give me more example sentences so I can see it in a sentence. That's how you will, that's the best way to understand uh, how a word or character behaves, how the grammar. There might be a few mistakes here and there. So, you know, do take what it gives you with a pinch of salt. So one thing I did, for example, was I said, please give me an example dialogue between colleagues complaining about work issues in Chinese and just, just to see what would happen. Now, I didn't set a limit, so it's not a great prompt, to be honest. I didn't say make it this long or use this kind of vocabulary. I just said that, right? And it gave me a quick back and forth, A, B, A, B, which you can see right here. It's really kind of limitless, the kind of stuff you can do. And it's going to take like not just one podcast, but several podcasts to actually discuss and explore everything that's possible here. But I think one thing that this is going to eliminate for you guys, and especially for our members, this is a really a common thing that happens is that people get confused about grammar and they, they don't know what it's something. There's something about a sentence that is stopping them from getting the message of the sentence and therefore getting the value from it. And they would comment and we would explain in our way what this particular word means and how to use it. But I think that for any of you listening right now that are on our course that have the Mandarin Blueprint, using the Mandarin Blueprint method course, you know, if you ever get stuck, just go chat GBT. <laughs> just ask, not saying that we can't be bothered, but I'm just saying that it will be easier, faster. You get a response immediately and it's probably going to be with better English than we could provide as well and more clearly explained. And you can also just be like, okay, now give me a few more examples. And you can just be rude as well. You don't have to worry about being nice or anything like that. Although maybe you should be a little bit polite because AI might actually take over one day and remember what you said. In general, it's just way better. All right. So if you ever get stuck, and there's a few questions today, and I like getting these questions, I like exploring, but do you know what I'm probably going to end up doing as well, just letting you guys know, is if I get a question like this, and I'm not, it's not super easy to explain with like one small sentence, I'm probably just going to put your question into ChatGPT and then copy and paste it and send it back to you <laughs> after checking and making sure it's correct, of course. So that's one thing you've got to remember again, it's just that with this whole AI thing, it's a lot of it is just copied and pasted from other areas of the internet it's there's definite a lot of space for mistakes here but then again mistakes aren't the end of the world in language learning and you can always and you'll eventually figure out the right way to express yourself even if you do have a, a slight misunderstanding because chat gbt gave you a, a bad example sentence or something like that you'll figure out in the end and it's going to be like i think probably like 90 to 95 percent accurate anyway and like i said the chinese that i'm seeing is like really bang on it's really good so i'm really excited about ChatGPT. but i will also just finally say on this that it's never going to take over you know uh, in terms of replacing the need for language learning now i'm pretty confident in saying that because i know there's going to be all sorts of insane developments in this area of like you know ai translation there's going to be i'm pretty sure there'll probably be like an invisible earpiece or who knows they could even there's even technology now, apparently they can trans, they can just transfer 
audio straight into your head like without earphones and things like that, which sounds terrifying. <laughs> but there'll probably be a, a situation at some point relatively soon where you can literally in real time, someone can talk and there's like almost no pause. It's like a personal translator, a really high level translator that can translate exactly what they said into Japanese, Chinese or any language that you want. And then you can do the same back to them. And that's probably going to be happening. But is that going to remove the need or the desire to learn languages? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you know, like, say you're in a situation, like, oh, hang on a sec, I just got to put my little thing in my ear, and you'd put your thing in your ear. Um, you know, or even, I don't know, who knows, one day, it's actually implanted into our brain, and we don't need to put anything in our ears. It's, it's just it's just there. But you're going to know if someone else is using it, or if they're not using it, right? In theory. So if someone's not using it, they're still going to be way more impressive than someone that is. And you can always just use it for assistance or something like that. But it's ne you're never going to be able to compete with someone that actually learned the language and acquired the language themselves. And the, you'll be the kind of person, and if you do learn the language properly, you acquire the language naturally, and you can speak it yourself without relying on uh, technology, AI to do so, you're still going to stand out. So, oh, no, no, I don't need that. Thanks. Uh, I speak fluent Mandarin. No, no worries. Let's, let's, let's talk, you know. <laughs> so it's, you're always going to be a step ahead. It's never going to re replace humans, I don't think, ever. Um, so if you guys are in the middle of learning Chinese, you know, it's not an easy process. It's not a, it's not a short process. And you're maybe concerned thinking, I spent five years doing this and then in five years time there's this like technology that can just replace what I'm doing anyway and all this work I'm putting in is going to be a waste. Absolutely no way. <laughs> okay, you'll always be awesome for learning Chinese or any other difficult language. With that said, <laughs> let's move on to the next comment that we have today. So this is a comment from Dan uh, who says, Hi all, I finished the insanity challenge a few days ago and have started moving on in the level. So the Insanity Challenge is part of the Mandarin Blueprint Challenge. So this is a new product that we've just released, which gives you access to the first 20 levels of our Mandarin Blueprint method curriculum. So the idea is that we give you, for a ridiculously small amount of money, we give you permanent access to a huge chunk of the Mandarin Blueprint method, the first 20 levels, along with a pronunciation guide and everything like that. And then we guide you through those 20 levels. So it's actually possible for you to complete at least the first 13 levels within just 14 days or 15 days. So within those 14, 15 days, you can actually go from zero, if you're starting from zero, you can go from zero to literacy, to actually reading Chinese sentences without pinyin or English translations, all by yourself without using AI, wait. So this is like amazing, right? And that's only with like an hour or two a day of actual time put in. Some people will actually get there much quicker. In fact, people, have in the past they've actually got through like 20 levels within like a few days just because they put in like three four five hours a day into the course but the point is just to for us is just to show you what is possible with our courses and also just make you understand that chinese is actually not that hard as long as you learn to read and understand the language first oh and the insanity challenge that dan mentions here is one of two types of challenges you can choose to do. So the, the insanity challenge is get through the first 13 levels, unlock the first batch of sentences, start to read Chinese from zero within 15 days. And there's a 
more chilled out memory challenge, which is just get through the first six levels. So Dan, brave guy, has gone for the insanity challenge. He says, the method is definitely helping me remember words that I continuously use to forget. Relying on the components and scenes to recall obviously helps, but the course has me so focused on building up my base of characters and words that I'm also putting extra effort into the flashcard reviews. Traverse is our flashcard software. I have my pad and pen beside me, and I'm writing down every character before I really reveal the answer. My handwriting is atrocious, but it doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. You know, writing uh, by hand, we recommend that you do that just once or twice with every character, just because it's nice. It's nice to be able to write. It's nice to have that skill, uh, even though it's, in my opinion, in our opinion, the least important skill of all the aspects of your Chinese uh, your Chinese ability. But the key reason why we request that you do that is that there's some sort of magical connection between the hand and the brain. We don't know, I, I can't explain it, maybe it's been explained by science, but it's just nice to write stuff down and it just helps your memory. So yeah, well done, Dan, for finishing the insanity challenge because it is a challenge. Pretty much everyone on our course is, you know, they have full lives. They have a job, they have business to run or family, you know, things like this. So, uh, and usually only an hour or two a day. So to take the insanity challenge and fill up your spare time like that uh, for two weeks is a great achievement. And it's just a fantastic start. And by the way, this beginning part of Chinese is like the hardest part. It's the most, because you're just learning everything and it's it can be a bit overwhelming, even with our amazing courses, it, you know, because you're learning so many different things so quickly uh, and having to remember them with flashcard reviews and stuff. But trust me when I say, once you get into the groove, you, you learn pronunciation, you start to get used to the sounds, uh, you start to get used to characters, you start to get used to reading entire sentences and then paragraphs, which happens probably within about 30 to 50 hours of study. After that period, it starts to, well, you get into the groove. That's what I say. You, know, you start to feel uh, smoother progress. And it just gets, I can't say the word exponential, but just extraordinarily easier and easier as you as you progress through. So uh, please keep us posted on how you do with the rest of the course. The next is Darlin. He says, that's great encouragement. Thanks. I have to admit, I was skeptical initially of this method but I can't argue with the results now that I'm 33 characters in. Yeah, so what Dalian's referring to there is the Hansa movie method. This is the memory palace technique that we teach you to memorize any Chinese character within literally seconds once you get the hang of it. Uh, and I gotta say, it's always been a challenge for us as a company to keep people going through the first five, 10 characters, you know, or 20 characters even. There's always this moment for people that push through because some people give up. Some people are like, no, this is too weird. I can't do memory palaces. I can't visualize. They can, but they just give up too early. And it's such a shame. And, and that's our fault as, as coaches. Like not, We haven't obviously found a way yet to persuade everyone. Maybe it's not possible, but we're still working on it all the time to say, just hang in there. Just hang in there. Because once you get to 5, 10, 20 characters, however long it takes, usually no more than 30. But once you get through that, that first hump with the memory palace technique, you know that you can do it. There's always this moment where it just clicks for people. I recently had a strategy session uh, with a member, a new customer of ours. And uh, he actually, like the first thing he said, as soon as he jumped on the call, and he's like, I hate this method. I'm like, oh, I, I, you, just, you, know, you just paid me for a strategy session just to <laughs> insult my course. And then he said, but man, it works. <laughs> 
And then he later said, oh, I don't hate it anymore, by the way. Um, but when he first started using the, the, the method, he's like, this is so stupid. I hate it. Why am I imagining myself in my auntie's bathroom <laughs> with Shrek trying to memorize a character? Can't I just write the character over and over again? This feels like such a waste of time. And then it clicks. And you realize that you spend a minute in memorizing, like thinking of this silly scene in your head, which we guide you through completely. And you remember a character almost forever. Like you barely even need to review them, some of them, uh, a lot of them. And it's just, you remember how to write it, how to read it, the meaning, the pronunciation, the tone, everything, all at one go. And at some point when you're reviewing a flashcard, you're like, okay, uh, tongue in Chinese, sure. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, it's got samurai sword right? A mouth? Right. Okay. Yeah. And I remember my auntie licking Shrek's face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that is crazy, but it works. <laughs> it's, it always works eventually, no matter who you are, no matter how bad you think you are, creativity or imagination, it always works. There's always a way to make it work, but it's just about pushing through those first few characters and trusting us. I'm so glad that Darlin uh, did that. Well done. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I've never seen that name before. So it might be Dalin. I apologize. Uh, if that's the case, but um, yeah, well done for pushing through and trusting us, trusting the process, because it's going to pay off now. Because you have three thousand of these guys to learn. You know, it's not like you have to learn a hundred of them, then you're done, or fifty of them. Three thousand, right? So it's worth doing this. Trust me, it makes the whole long-term journey with Chinese so much faster and easier. Next is Theodore, who's been commenting regularly and uh, he's been featuring the podcast uh, several times recently and he's just doing fantastically well. So well done, Theodore. He says, wow, 2,000 characters and upper intermediate complete. There's 3,050 characters in the course in total along with 12,000 words. Just feels like yesterday that I learned character number 1,000. That's a very important point as well. Like I said earlier, the progress through, through the course because there's so much you're learning at first, it feels really slow at first but you get faster and faster and faster. Once you get into the groove, as I said, you start learning like 100 characters a day or an hour even, and it just gets faster. So like the, the time it takes to get from like character one to 20 is probably the same amount of time and effort and energy spent as it is to get from like character 500 to 650, right? So it's... Uh, it just gets faster and faster like that. It's pretty funny. Just the other day, I watched a video from the channel ABC China or AB Chinese, I guess that would be, where he did an experiment of how, how many characters you need to be able to read Chinese. He tested a fellow native speaker on text comprehension if only the X most common characters were visible. He first started at 1000 and decreased to see how greatly comprehension was affected. What was funny is that he originally meant to start at 2,000 characters, but found out that the experiment would have been way too easy. Almost any text he tried was 99% comprehensible. And now I know 2,000 characters. Of course, vocabulary is still the main struggle for comprehension, but that will sort itself out with immersion. I finished this course at a good time since I will go on vacation next week. It will be a good time to wind down a bit and only focus on flashcard reviews coupled with some immersion when I have the time. After that, I'll see you in the advanced course. Yes, keep those listening, keep that listening passively, actively. There's lots of sentence packs as well that we provide. So all of the sentences you unlock in every level, at the end of that level, you'll find them in like an like an immersion pack, we call them. And it's really good for, to, for you to listen to those uh, because it's 
very, very comprehensible. All right, because it's already all, all sentences that you've already unlocked and seen and built from words and characters you've already learned. So I highly recommend you do that. And well done. And uh, I'm sure getting from 2000 to 3050 will also be really quick for you. Uh, so um, I look forward to that next update from Theodore. Hey everyone, Phil here, and I'm very excited to tell you about the Mandarin Blueprint Challenge. We challenge you to reach basic Chinese literacy in just 15 days. Each day of the challenge is meticulously planned out with a set of concrete action plans that will arrive in your inbox every morning. You'll learn the Henzi movie method for acquiring Chinese characters at lightning speed, living links for acquiring words in the same way, and then on day 15, you'll be reading Chinese sentences, characters only. That's right, no pinyin at all. It's very easy to sign up. Just head over to mandarinblueprint.com challenge and hey, it's really cheap, only $7 to join. So if you're ready to stop procrastinating and get your Chinese to the next level, just go to mandarinblueprint.com slash challenge. Back to the show. Next is Tosha on Habit Building Bootcamp, What Next? So Habit Building Bootcamp is a short course, about four hours of video that Phil and I created just to help you develop the habit of Chinese. So both of us, Phil and myself, are very busy, as I'm sure most of you are, like I said earlier, but we still invest at least 30 minutes, usually an hour a day of active focused immersion time or shadowing or whatever it is, some sort of activity to keep us going. And it's those finding the gaps throughout the day and just making Chinese a part of your life is really important. Even if it's only five minutes here, 10 minutes there, it all adds up over a week, a month, a year. It's really, it really compounds. Uh, so that course teaches you how to do that. And Tosha said, this is indeed my second favorite part of this course. Started this course this month, March 2023. I take notes. Though I'm yet to apply all I've learned so far, my progress in Chinese this month alone has surpassed my on and off learning since 2017 combined. Wow, that's insane. Not sure how it happened so swiftly. I just know that my learning pattern, attitude, daily life have changed for good and improved. I'd proudly crown this month my most productive, fulfilling and organized month ever. I especially owe this to two geniuses, Luke and Phil. <laughs> we ain't geniuses, we just work really hard. <laughs> uh, trust me, I wish we were geniuses. You guys are wicked outstanding. Thank you for the eye-opening, motivating and inspiring sessions. Stuff school would never teach. Truly a life-changing encounter and I bless God for making me meet Mandarin Blueprint. Well, that's got to be up there with the biggest compliments of it. Like thanking God for meeting us. I mean, that's just that's just great. Thank you so much. Um, and I would guess, Tosha, that since 2017, you have actually built up a lot of knowledge with Chinese, like similar to the way I did. If you've known my story, you know, I memorized thousands of words and I learned thousands of characters, but I couldn't speak Chinese. I couldn't understand Chinese. Like at least a year, at least, at least, and at least a thousand. I say of conservatively a thousand hours spent uh, of hard work. You know, struggling, stressing out, and not really any progress at all. I couldn't have a real conversation. I couldn't understand. Um, but it wasn't until I got input and I started uh, just listening and reading and watching Chinese, and then uh, practicing speaking. After that, it became so much easier. It's almost like all this knowledge was there, 
but it was just disparate, like separate pieces of information, just random, so I couldn't use it. But when I started to input all these random bits of information, these words and characters just floating out, all sort of just fused together and everything just sort of started falling into place. So I think that's might be, that might be what is happening here. That's why you're making such insanely crazy progress in just a month. It's because you have knowledge. It's just all separate and messy. And our course is helping you organize what you already know and build on that. That's my theory. Um, so congratulations. And please uh, keep us updated. And uh, you know, well done on all your hard work. And finally, we have Jack. Uh, who asked a question uh, based on an example sentence that we provide. And with example sentences, we don't give English translations. At least uh, we do at first, but then a little bit later on, we stop doing that uh, because we want you to look at the sentences and try and understand and look up the things yourself and any gaps in your knowledge. We want you to go and look that up yourself. And the reason why we, and of course we can, we, we help you with comments and stuff. If you are, like, like Jack is commenting here, I don't understand this particular phrase and we will, fill that in for you. But making you go through that is what makes it more memorable. Going, just going through that process of looking up a word or just looking at a sentence for a while, using the pause and think method as the guys over at Antimoon uh, talk about and just thinking and thinking and ah, and when that clicks, you'll, you'll have a deeper, I guess, experience of acquisition you know, in, in our experience. It's more of an emotional thing that, that makes the word or phrase that does click more memorable. So Jack asks, can you explain what fooling I hear this in daily Chinese all the time. And even when I ask Chinese people what it is, they can't really explain it. I actually searched this in ChatGPT because I know what it means, but like I wanted to see what ChatGPT says. So here's what they say. The Chinese phrase, what fooling uh, and they give opinion as well. Thank you very much, ChatGPT, can be directly translated as I am convinced by you or I submit to you. Yeah, I would say it's submit because 臣服 means to surrender. It's like, whoa, I will fool any. Like, I'm like, wow, you're like, you're like the man or the woman. It is an informal expression used to convey admiration, respect, or acknowledgement of someone's superior skills, knowledge, or ability. Essentially, uh, essentially, the speaker is admitting that the person they are talking to has outdone or impressed them in some way. Now, the reason why I'm laughing a little bit is because my experience with this phrase is that it's done uh, in a mocking way, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man, you managed to spill something and just make a complete mess. And someone just, oh, what done the fool in you? Like, what fool in you? Like, wow, you're so like, you get what I'm trying to say. It's like, you're so, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed by you as a person. <laughs> you know? It's actually kind of a harsh sort of insult. That's my personal experience with this phrase. So I just, I was interested to see the translation, but I'm sure it can be used both ways. So in conclusion, you know, chat GBT, will sometimes give you incorrect answers, but very rarely, but sometimes it will give you answers that also aren't full, complete answers. So don't think that it's the ultimate source of truth, um, but it's fantastic for getting like a foundational understanding. And then Jack will take this, you know, obviously I now explained it to him, so he doesn't, this doesn't apply for this particular phrase, but in theory, he'll be like, okay, well, fool in and someone might correct him later on, or he'll see it in a TV show. And because he has a foundational understanding of the phrase, that he'll, he'll see it used in a different way, like the mocking, sarcastic way that I just described. And it'll make him go, huh, 
interesting and it will build his knowledge of that phrase and that word and that's the language acquisition process that's basically all you need to do i hope that helped guys i definitely really enjoyed uh reading these comments and emails from you so keep them coming in you can always contact us at contact at mandrewrubin.com if you have any questions or you'd like something to go on the podcast or you just want to say hi and have a conversation. We're always around. So thank you so much, and I'll see you next month. Bye. That's it for today's episode of the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. Are you ready to take your Chinese to the next level? Join the Mandarin Blueprint Challenge for just $7 and reach basic literacy in just 15 days. Sign up now at mandarinblueprint.com slash challenge. Also, if you haven't signed up for the Mandarin Insights newsletter yet, you are missing out. Head over to mandarinblueprint.com slash newsletter to get it in your inbox every two weeks. It's free now and it always will be. And for even more resources to help you acquire Chinese faster, check out mandarinblueprint.com slash resources. Everything on that page is free. Naturally, we love for you to follow us on YouTube and all social media. So head over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button and search Mandarin Blueprint on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and more. Thanks for tuning into the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. See you next time.